0: Welcome to Here We Sew Again, the podcast where three sewists from different backgrounds discuss all
1: things sewing. I'm Kate Seinard And I'm Amanda Carestio. We are without Meg today. She is a bit busy with something that's probably going to uh, keep her busy for a while, but she'll be back as soon as she can. And today on the podcast, we are going to talk a bit more about our small businesses how we approach market prep, and how that all is affecting our personal sewing. Then we'll each share something in our Sew Inspo segment. Uh, It's going to be a good episode. And before we jump in, Kate, how are you doing? I am doing pretty well.
0: I have no soap in my room today, so no fragrances to report. I know, but I used uh, lemongrass in the shower a little while ago, so um, you can all think of lemongrass as you think of me today uh how are you doing
1: i am doing well um this show topic um is very much on my brain today because i am in market prep mode i'll share more details later but that's pretty much consuming my life at the moment yeah yeah and you know
0: it's
1: it's it's not good it's not bad it is what it is Mm -hmm. um and yeah i again i'll i'll share all the juicy deeds later but awesome. that's mostly what i've been up to yeah
0: i'm uh i i'm in the middle of a play and um, i have uh, people coming over tonight to do gaming and then tomorrow i'm going to see a musical downtown and then stay overnight at the brown palace downtown where we had our re- wedding reception so i've got like all of these things like on my plate and I don't have time to think of any of them because it's all just, you know, think about the next thing, I, you know, think about the recording. And then when the recording's over that I can think about having the people over and cleaning up for that. And after that's over, I can start thinking about, oh, the paper tech I have to do tomorrow. And then after that, I could start thinking about <laughs> packing for my little weekend trip. So, um, though it's not quite the same thing as what you're going through at the moment, there is a, yeah, it's, it's a busy time for some reason. This is yeah a busy,
1: busy week. I feel like it's going to just kick off and then not stop for a couple of months, at least I... for us small biz market people.
0: Yeah, I totally, totally think you're right on that. Oh, but before we get into that... Shall we do our sew inspo? Or not our sew inspo. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Let's
1: do our so What's New segment. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And this week I got nothing because my brain is elsewhere, but I know, Kate, that you found a pattern to share. Yes. um, It's
0: one of the new Seamwork patterns. Um, I think at the moment it's uh, members only, but then I think what happens is in May, it'll go for everybody. Yep. It's the uh, Emma dress, which is a super cute little knee length dress. Um, it's got a, not a high waist, but it's not a dropped waist in any way. It's unlike, it would sit at my natural waist, a little princess mm-hmm. thing. And then it's got like a lace up corset back, which is just a really neat detail. And it just looks mm-hmm. really flowy and comfy and like a super nice summer dress um, not, not perhaps the one you wear when you just want to swan around and have no fabric touching you definitely, yeah. but, but something when you want to just elevate that a little bit, um, it looks really cute and flowy and
1: yeah, I like it. Yeah. I love it. I, I mean, I'm, I like this take on the corset cause I kind of, that's not been my favorite trend, but this seems like really wearable and I like how the corset I mean I guess it it's always kind of a function of providing shaping but this is mm-hmm. this is not quite so severe right it's just a um, nice
0: lace up back that you can lace loose if you want or yeah exactly if you want. you've More got shape a little in. flexibility
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah I like it I I do I like that too I, I like designs with flexibility for weight fluctuations and I feel like this like if it, if that was like even more open on the back it would totally be okay mm-hmm. yep for sure cute cute find I like it thank you well we should probably take a quick break and then we'll be back to hop into our main segment yes indeed
0: Amanda and I both started small businesses last year, which we've talked about before. We're going to spend a little time today talking more about what we've learned, what we're up to, and how it's affecting our sewing. I know it's not the sewingist topic, but I hope you'll forgive us because we had to put this one together at the very last minute. So let's jump in. It's market season. So Amanda, how many are you doing, and how do you
1: decide how many and which ones? Um, you should have seen. I I wrote a few notes in our script, but my initial response to this was included curse words because <laughs> I uh, my approach and and my how do I know how many to do and which ones is still very much evolving. And um, I can I can say at this point I have three lined up uh, between now and June, and Maybe I might do a few smaller pop ups late in the summer, mm-hmm. and I have nothing um planned on my fall schedule just yet um, but i I think i did a I did a total of two shows last year, and they were like four months apart and this for this next little bit, I've got shows every month, and I really don't know how that's gonna work, and I'm a little <laughs> bit nervous about it. Um, and I, I think that that's pretty, um, I don't know, I, maybe that's just par for the course with doing markets in general, um, Mm -hmm. that you kind of just learn as you go. Maybe it's just par for the course for starting a small business in general that you, you don't know until you do, um, and then, and then it changes. So that's, that's kind of what I've got, um, lined up and, yeah, it's it's making me a little nervous but also excited. How about you?
0: Yeah, uh same thing here. I have I've have one planned in May, one in June and then two in July. Um and it's the it's the same thing. It's like I've done one before and this one th- this now I'm like, "Okay, how am I going to feel doing these over and over and over?" Um am I yeah, um, luckily most of the ones that I'm in are on the shorter side usually about four mm-hmm. hours I have one that's like a full on eight hour day and that's the one I'm really worried about that's uh, that's June um, and the way I'm deciding is I picked a few um, I picked a few markets in the area and um, applied and I'm going to the ones that accept me which is you know a way to do it Um I've been trying not to make myself nuts when I get rejected because I have gotten rejected from a yeah. few, which Me is too. why at this point, Amanda and I will not be doing any shows together yet. There's always a possibility for the future. Yes. Um, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. But um, we are doing some of the same shows, just different days, different months. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I've started rambling now. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm really worried about July because it's going to be two Fridays in a row that I'm mm. going to be doing those. And so those I'm a little like – I'm not – like the other ones, I'll have some good time in between to like mm-hmm. come down and, and revamp and think about what I need to do and um, look at my stock and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so it's uh, – yeah, it's really coming down to um, – July is the scary one for
1: sure <laughs> yeah I mean because it's like at, at on one end you like want to have a really great show and at the other end you're like oh gosh I hope I have enough left for next time exactly
0: exactly <laughs> and especially with me my stuff needs yes. to cure for four weeks and so I'm like if I'm looking at okay turns out this particular, bar is selling really really well um because the last show I did was christmas and so the christmas bar sold really well which was totally expected um but now I'm not sure what in spring is going to do well and so all of a sudden it's like if my stock has dropped on the best selling soap am I going to be able to make more in time and have it ready for yeah. the next show so that's uh that's one of those things that has me a little
1: a little nervous but I I mean, it it's so interesting because I feel like it totally depends on what you're selling. Like if you if you're doing soap, you have to, you really have to plan it out in advance. And if you it's I, I don't know, I, I have at least I have the option to, like, make stuff real quick before the next show, assuming I have enough fabric, which at this point I do not, which is also freaking me <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting on some fabric to come in, but it's also, it's kind of a a double-edged sword because I could do that, but do I really want to pull like a bunch of all-nighters? Um, part of me feels like maybe I'm too old for that, but I I don't, I don't know. It's, I feel like there's, there's differences in how you prep for market depending on what you're selling, but all of them have their downsides and their upsides. Of yeah, course, but... definitely. And that actually brings me to the next topic
0: I wanted to discuss, which is what what does your prep look like?
1: Well, I think that I probably need to share this page in my little small biz journal that I have been working from um, because it is literally like various post-it notes um crossed out and then removed and then crumpled up and then put back on and like (laughs) it is kind of utter chaos um I mean I think and it's it's kind of evolved over time I think the first show I did last September I spent a lot of time prepping for and I um and I made a lot of things that I just wanted to make which was kind of fun Mm -hmm. and also I did a lot more experimenting um, and this time around, I feel like I'm being a little bit more strategic, taking some of the things I've learned from the past two shows um, and, and putting them into, um, putting them into play. But it's still, it's kind of, I think every time, no matter, no matter how much I do in advance, every time I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then I make like four more shirts. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm done. And then I make four more shirts. All right. And then I'm like, I'm done because the show is tomorrow and I have to stop. Um, so I feel like there is no matter how much prep I've done, there's a little bit of last minute uh, stress involved, which, mm-hmm. you know, I really kind of don't mind like working in publishing and magazines like it. You know, I I like having a deadline, a mm-hmm. little bit of stress and pressure usually works well for me, but it is not. It is not a very. It, it's still very much a guessing game. I have a of a few things I've learned that I'll share later on, in the show. But it's really, um, yeah. It's it's kind of a guessing game at this point. And I I think it. I think you maybe like fine fine tune your strategy every show you have. And yeah. I feel like in some ways I haven't had like a typical show yet. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm fully expecting to fail a little bit and do better next time, yeah, and I'm okay with that
0: yeah um that
1: that's always the the fear. How do you define fail? Um, you know every every show that I've had, I've had like a minimum number that I was hoping like of pieces to sell, mm-hmm. but I don't think that. I think it was kind of arbitrary, and it was just like what is what is the number of shirts that I will feel okay about, you know, hitting or getting a little bit past? Um, but I think you know when it really comes down to it, <coughs> my bar is probably low because at this point in my small business life cycle, I'm really just happy to make my booth fees back right um if if I can make booth fees buy some more fabric and set aside a little bit for the next show, then I'm usually, I'm pretty happy. Um, that doesn't, in, didn't include paying myself, which will become a a, a bigger um, priority as, as the business grows a little bit, hopefully. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I have, I've at this point in the business, I'm, I don't have a very high bar and a lot of it is just, getting out there in the Denver area community and putting yourself out there. I mean, it's, um, that's definitely part of it, which you get just by going and putting yourself out there. So, um, how about you? How about me?
0: Well, um, so I'll just go through the whole thing. My, my prep, like I said, it was, something I've been working on for a long, long time. Um, I kind of made the decision after I did that one little market around Christmas that it seemed like it was a good investment of my time. Mm -hmm. So I decided I would do some more. And so after that, I had to, what I did was I sat down and I made a plan of soap, what I wanted to take and new flavors that I want, not flavors, new scents that I wanted to uh, create and take with me. Um, And I tried to make, you know, a well-balanced, you know, here are some that are really feminine, here are some that are really masculine, here are some that are really in the middle. There are a few that are um, essential oil and natural colors. So, you know, the people who are more interested in that sort of thing can get those. So, yeah, I tried to come up with a good range and then I started making soap, and I was making usually two to three batches a week for um, most of most of the way through March. Um, but I wanted to get done before the end of March if possible, so everything had time to get pretty well cured. And then in the past couple of weeks, I've started putting labels on uh, because that's a time-consuming process because I cut my own labels and I print my own labels and then I have to wrap each bar of soap individually and so I just take a little chunk of it every day and and do Mm -hmm. that and then I'm also starting to think about um little little details that need to be upgraded a little bit like I need a better tablecloth um Mm -hmm. I need to Mm -hmm. uh the the uh, events in July are going to be Evening events—they go from what five to nine. So I'm gonna want to have some lighting in my booth for the end. Um, oh crap! I didn't think account. of that. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, because I know one of yours is the. I'm making one a list. list. <laughs> you make a list based on what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and we—I ha- have—I t- had to get a banner printed, um, and yeah, there are all these little little details that you have to think about and I'm kind of spacing them out like the lights I don't really need till July so let's hope I make enough money in May and June to you know cover that um Mm -hmm. though I found some pretty decent ones actually um I'll send you the link if you want Amanda I found um, I found some that are like ring lights with a fan in the middle and they're battery powered Hmm. so you can actually have some moving air in your booth in addition to um some light so I think I'm leaning Life. towards those. Um, yes, but I spend way too much time on Amazon looking at, you know, lights and um, lights and, you know, like fairy light curtains, you know, that you mm-hmm. can just hang down the mm-hmm. back and um, just like all these random things I end up looking at. Um, and, yeah, so that's that's what my prep looks like. Um. just trying to think about a lot of things. And, oh, I had, okay, sorry. I didn't have the great idea. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to tell you this. My husband had a great idea. So <laughs> the one that, the May one that I'm doing is the weekend before Mother's Day. So we got mm-hmm. some baskets and some uh, cellophane and some ribbons, and we're going to do create your own gift baskets. So you can pick three bars nice. of soap, and then you get the gift basket with it. And that was Mark's idea, and he's so brilliant, and I'm so
1: pr- proud of him that's for coming up with that. Such a great idea. I know, right? Um, it's so great. I think that's the thing, too, to think about is that I hadn't really taken into account with markets is, like, the time of year really matters. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a close holiday, then thinking about items that kind of go along with that or, you know, or, or more gifty things. Um I feel like that's been something I've been um, uh, trying to sort out as, as I go along. Um, Not necessarily successfully yet. Um, Speaking of um, various lights and things that I still need to purchase. um, What (laughs) does, what is your approach to displaying items? Because I think that, that is such a rabbit hole for me. And I like you, I spend a ton of time. I've done, I did a ton of research on how to display, um, garments. I, my, my dark hole is Facebook marketplace. Mm. I'm always on there looking for like unique, um, clothing, like garment hangers and stands and, lights and there's so much stuff there's and it's fun and I, I appreciate that it's um, often discounted because it can be, get so expensive mm-hmm. to do a whole booth and yes I'm kind of in the the middle ground of like I go back and forth between thinking it's actually really important how you display your items that your vibe as a brand is part of your booth um, and all of that, like all of those things are super important. And then thinking, I don't want to haul any more stuff around right? to create a vibe. And you know, is that like, <coughs> you know, it, it's, I'm kind of like, I go back and forth between thinking it's really important and that like I should focus more on the pieces that I'm bringing with me to the market. But I I think maybe both ends are true. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's it's very different
0: I think between you and me. The, totally. The the way that we display cuz you're displaying, you know, large body-sized items that are made of fabric and I'm displaying bars of small bars of soap. Um my uh my initial uh, approach to display was let's cobble something together uh, because mm-hmm, I kind of mm-hmm, did it mm-hmm. at the last minute and it was just this one yep, yep. this one show. Perfect. So um, I ended up going to our local uh, thrift stores and finding a couple of standing shelves because well, the one thing I knew I wanted was some levels. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is this is again something you don't have to worry about so much, but um, levels you know on something smaller like what i'm doing it's i think it's good for um i'm sitting here waving my hands up and down um it's good Mm -hmm. for um (laughs) it's good for visual interest and so i have a couple of shelves one of them's a tall vertical one's a um horizontal kind of oriented um and then i found at at target in the little you know you know, the little spot they have at the front where you have things that are like a dollar and $2 and $5. Yep. I found these funny little uh, trays that um, have like Christmas, the Christmas trees or something on them. I don't remember. Um, But they are the, the little, the little, um, the little slots in them are just the right size to hold like three bars of soap. And there are six in there, six little spots. And so I got I got a couple of those and I kind of lined up my soap in there. I put some on the shelves and then that worked for my first show. And then my husband volunteered to get me some more when he found them at Target one time when he was there without me. And then my sister-in-law gave me some for Christmas. So I've got this huge stack of <laughs> these um, of these wooden trays, which luckily can be turned around so you can't see all the Christmas stuff on them. And so right now I'm mostly still working with those shelves and those trays and I've got a crate that I use to create some, some in-between levels. And sometimes mm-hmm. I turn some of the trays upside down and use them to do another level as well. And that's, uh, that's kind of how I'm displaying at the moment, uh, someday I'd love to have some like official collapsible displays, you know, that you can line stuff up in, and they're they're tall and racks and stuff like that. But
1: that's one of those things that I'll do when I've made more money. Yep, yep. But also like hobbling it together and using what you have is kind of, you know, a brand in and of itself. Yes. You don't have to go like the full on pro look um mine is mine's been pretty much the same since the first market I I've done I have two big garment hangers on wheels um and I have um a a heavier piece that is was probably in a retail store that I bought on Facebook marketplace for $15 Mm -hmm. and it's pretty great um and I use that and I also um usually bring my dress form and put something on there mm-hmm. um but I think for me it's tricky too because i I usually bring something where people can like try on something if they need to mm-hmm. um but that's you know another thing to bring and it it definitely adds to just the amount of stuff you have to bring yeah. so and mine is i'm i'm I could have like spent ten thousand dollars um making a really fancy booth when I first started but it's it's been kind of fun to just add to it bit by bit and like change things up and um and also come up with some DIY solutions because some of those really professional stands are really expensive I mean Mm -hmm. really expensive so yeah I'm a I'm okay with the the DIY look for now and but yeah it is kind of fun like every time I try to just add a new something and mm-hmm. and see what happens um so yeah and I guess I'll be getting lights in addition to all of that yeah um
0: my my one show I did do some fairy lights like around the shelves and around the top of the thing and I might yeah. I might stick with that I've got I bought a like six pack of battery powered ones and you know a little a couple pins and some tape or whatever will get stuff done and it kind of glams it up a little bit yeah um and I had some like candy scattered out and stuff at the Christmas one but uh probably appreciated that oh yes your kids loved that Mm -hmm. um probably won't be doing that this time probably but we'll see I mean Candy's never bad. That's true. It can bring the kids, and then the kids will hopefully go, "Oh, I haven't gotten a Mother's Day present yet." Daddy, Daddy, this looks like a great present. That's my goal. (laughs)
1: Let's hope that's how it works. Um, let's talk a little bit about what you, what we've both learned from past markets.
2: Oh,
1: um, I have, I have a long list. Oh, good. Mostly, mostly mine is um, like, again, kind of adding as you go. Don't feel like you need to have it 100% to start Um, Mm -hmm. kind of build as you go. The other thing I'm still sorting out is um, having a variety of price points. And this has been something that I've gotten this bit of advice from everyone who does markets And it's really hard for me to figure out because, you know, and having like more gifty items because garments feel like things that you probably mostly buy for yourself rather than someone else. So figuring out that has been hard. I um, I've always done scrunchies, which is I I wasn't even going to do scrunchies. I just didn't want to. And then I've kind of fallen in love with making scrappy scrunchies. Mm -hmm. So I make a little batch every time. Um, for my Christmas show, I did little, um, hanging plant baskets. Mm -hmm. So basically like a plant hanger, but with fabric. Um, and those did okay. They weren't a big seller for me or anything, but the bonus points, (coughs) the bonus points were that they made really great Christmas gifts for teachers and stuff. So Mm. I, you know, had all of my, um, gifty Christmas sewing done. And then this time... I am um, trying a small batch of little ikat uh, bandanas because I love ikat. Oh, and cute. It's like the perfect fabric for a bandana. Um, so we'll see. But again, it's kind of like, it's a good like test case for like everything that you do, seeing what people respond to, mm-hmm. see what, you know, what isn't there that you, you know, you could have created that, you know, it's just, I think it's, just always a learning experience. And I mean, it's humbling, um, but it's also like, if you start a small business, you're already humbled. Right, so
0: yeah, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to at these markets
1: is seeing
0: what people respond to of this like, Mm -hmm. I think there's like seven new scents that I'm going to have that aren't available on my website or anything. Um, I mean, I'll eventually put them up there, but initially they're just for the shows. And uh, I'm really interested to see, you know, which ones people are going to like. If they like the ones I like, if they're the, like the ones I don't like as much, you know, I I'm just fascinated to see, and I'm really looking forward to to learning that, and you know, figuring out how I can continue to make stuff so that people are
1: interested in it, make the things that people yeah. want, yeah, yeah, and keep it new and yes, yeah. It's I. Yeah, I wish I had done more kind of experiments this time around, but I don't know. I'm so busy, just hoping I have enough things to last yes. three shows back to back. Um, we'll we'll see what happens, but I I feel like it's like the whole thing is a a learning experience. So oh for sure, yeah, but also fun. And I mean, even even if you don't have a great show, it's great to connect with other. Um, artists in the community and Denver, the Denver area is such a great place for, I mean, there are just so many markets pretty much now until the holidays, there are markets, 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 but just so many great people. And I've made some good connections and good friends in just being out there and trading notes with other people and um, supporting other artists as well. Mm -hmm. So but, yeah, pretty much the whole thing for me is just learning experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I want to say to that. I'm sorry. My brain just went.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you probably have, like, <coughs> we'll check in midsummer and see how we feel about this topic.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and, I mean, for me, I am, I'm an introvert, I don't know if our readers, actually, our listeners actually know that because, you know, I sit here and talk on a podcast all the time, but I am very, very much an introvert. Um, peopling exhausts me. And I, I signed up to people for, I don't know, 16, mm-hmm. 20 hours already this next year, um, these next few months. And that's... That's scary. That's scary stuff for me. Um, I'm going to take my husband along on some of these. And he oh, is, nice. he, yeah. he's an ambivert. He, he loves talking to people or in the right circumstances he does. So he's going to uh, help me lift things and also help me sell things. And, um, but, but, you know, I, I am the maker. And so I need to be there. I need to be ready to answer questions. I need to be smiling at people and greeting people and it's, it's scary, especially the eight hour one. I don't know how I'm going to make it through eight hours of
1: that, but whew, now I've made myself a little I, nervous. I am in exactly the same boat and it is, it is so hard because it's not even just peopling. It's like marketing yourself. Yes. And selling what you made and that is so hard and I guess one other piece of advice that I've gotten um, is to like have a spiel and practice it and Mm -hmm. then say it a lot so that you've it's not you don't have to it's not exactly scripted but like you gotta introduce yourself you gotta let people know what you're about and you know it's I felt so insecure um, about it. And then I sat, I've sat by makers now through two shows and like I can, their their spiel is still running through my head. Yeah. Like I memorized it after hearing them say yes. it so many times, but you gotta, you gotta do it. That's part of the, you gotta jump through that hoop. And um, it, it is, whew, it is hard. But I will say too, that the more shows I've done, you know, having done two, um, in total, um, the easier it has gotten to talk to people about what I do. And, um, I also wanted to mention that actually before these, this year I had done, I did shows in previous town, previous state, previous capacity. And, um, it was really different because I was making like mini quilts and, um, needle felted mushrooms and things, Mm -hmm. but I, I think some of that carried over. Like, oh, the, yeah. like the busy prep time and putting yourself out there. But so I guess all of that is to say I don't feel like I totally started from scratch this time, although what I'm making and selling is really different. Yeah.
0: That's a that's a great tip about doing a spiel. Um I definitely have it. I definitely have a um a non threatening greeting. Um <laughs> Well, you know, like not non-threatening, but not not pushy. Um, I yeah, just you I, don't have to buy anything. Yeah, I just that's, tell them that the yeah. sniffs are free, and and which invites mm-hmm, them to pick up cute. the soap and smell it, and and um and yeah, I don't know that I have a spiely spiel though, so I should work on that because get your spiel on. Well, you know, I do the um, I do the registration at our local anime convention. And I can recite that spiel in my sleep because I've done it for 10 years or more at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. And so I know exactly what to say to people if it's busy. I know the extra stuff I add if it's not busy. Um, it, it's just like it's instinct. And what I need to do is yeah. train myself to do the same thing with this. Exactly. You do. And it'll come. But have a spiel. Have a spiel. Okay. That's the next thing on my list is work on a spiel. What else do you have? I on think your... I forgot mine. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should, you should see if you could remember that. Cause you've got a show like tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I need to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what else have you learned from markets or just what else have you learned in the past few months
1: since the last time we talked? Well, I did want to say that uh, I have two new developments for mm-hmm. my market preparation. I did finally get a card reader, yes. which I am so excited about. I think my daughter might be more excited about it. there she so much has fun. pretty much claimed it. Um so I feel like I have arrived. I also made myself a really cute market apron for all the stuff that you know <gasps> needs to go in your pockets. And then, of course, Ruby needed one immediately. Of course. of course. So that, those were, again, some new things for this market. But oh, I need a market um, apron. You need a market apron. I'm going to make myself a mar- market apron. It should have cherries on it. It should have my logo on it.
0: It should have your logo on it. That'd and cherries. It should be made out of cherry and fabric. Cher- it should be a cherry yes. fabric skirt and then a little a little bib that's got my logo on it. Yeah or
2: something
1: like that see mine's just like a half apron oh okay just pockets which is all i really need but that's a good point um i will say that and we've talked about this a little bit kate but like january and february and even a little bit of march are kind of brutal and slow yes or i think small businesses in general. I don't know. Maybe it's more like maker-oriented small businesses because it's just that kind of lull after the Christmas holiday, yeah. um, tax season. I I don't know, but I didn't know that that was going to happen until it happened. And I was freaking out a bit. Yeah. Um, and it was so good to connect with you and to connect with some people who I know have, have been in this game for a bit longer who are saying yeah that's pretty much natural do other things during that time prep for market season um and I just kept trying and trying new things and nothing was working and I was like oh my gosh my business is doomed um but now it's definitely picking up again so I I feel like I that was a learning experience Mm -hmm. like An extended learning experience. And I am grateful to know that that is normal and I can now plan for that Mm -hmm. Um, because it's, I mean, I'm still at that stage and maybe, I don't, I don't guess that I will ever outgrow the stage of just the like many ups and downs, the small freak outs, the, I thought this was going to go great and it didn't. I mean, I feel like that's just part of the small business journey. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll ever not freak me out. I mean, I can hope that I will like anticipate those things better, but dang, it was kind of brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard for me too. And mine hasn't picked up
0: yet. Um, but part of that is probably because I haven't been posting much on my Instagram because I've really, I really just kind of dealt with it by putting my head down and being like, yeah, I'm not selling any soap. I'm just going to make tons and tons and tons of soap and um hopefully that will in the end pay off um i know that i made a i'm not gonna say a huge chunk of change at my first show but it was it was a it was a pretty good income for one day it was a higher income than i have for other days so um i definitely am hoping that the markets will kind of you know give me a give me a boost and hopefully also, you know, handing out a lot of cards and all of that stuff will, you know, have some people coming back after they discover how great my soap is.
1: hmm hmm <coughs> Yeah. I mean, I I think it's all in, – it's incremental too. And it's also, like, it's in – I think the benefits of markets, it's, like, not always sales, you know? It's, mm-hmm. like, Networking. making those connections – I was looking at my um, website traffic. Okay, I'm like a super analytics nerd, just letting everyone know that. But my best day of traffic was like the two days after that first market I did. Oh, really? Like, people will come to your website. So have your website looking sharp mm-hmm. after a market because people might not, you know, make a purchase with you there, but they're going to check out what you have to offer online um, so and and yeah. I mean I think that's just proof that like it really is valuable to get out there even if you aren't like raking it in um, so yeah yeah I need, so many lessons
0: I need to make a decision about when I'm gonna put all of these these seven new seven new cents on the website if I'm gonna be like yeah you you can totally buy this on my website if you don't buy it here or if I'm gonna be like no you can only get these at at markets
1: i feel like both approaches
0: are valid you could test it out put put half of them on the website and say half or make market only market only yeah Mm.
1: it's um yeah it's a good experiments to be had
0: for sure Yeah. yeah so let's talk about something that this podcast is supposed to be about And your, your personal sewing, because I, I mean, if, if you're, if you're working as hard as I am to make stuff for your business, then you've been doing a lot of sewing. Um, how, how has it affected your personal sewing? Have you gotten any done at all?
1: You know, I actually have. And part of it is related to, um, some accountability that I kind of built into my, our, um, patreon schedule like I wanted to be blogging about my progress with this little travel capsule that I'm um making and I actually I think my my post is going up this week um that this episode comes out with what kind of where I'm at and in order to get there I needed to do some sewing for personal reasons so I did and um I'm not i'm I'm not as far along as I thought I would be with this little capsule and the The teaser is I'm making I'm making only three pieces, but I'm making the same three pieces for myself and my daughter, and we are oh. gonna like totally matchy matchy it up. That's um because so she's still into that. Um, so I'm into it. Um, but it's definitely it's cut into it. the other the other thing that has happened, though, is that, like my backup plan is always just to keep a bunch of things I make for the business. I mean, there's always the chance that I can just like, Oh, I've got an event. I'll maybe I should just keep this dress. Mm-hmm. Or I make something and I love it. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should just keep this. So there's always options for me if I feel like I need to add to my wardrobe. Um I try not to do that too often. But um but I also feel like, you know, most of what I'm making, all of what I'm making are things that I would wear. Um they don't all happen to be in my size, but right. you know, I um So, it's, you know, it's sewing for the business, but it could be for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. you know, there's always an option. But I have. I have been sewing. Um, I sewed my daughter and myself some camp shirts and some new matching t-shirts. And now I am making us um, both some shorts for our trip. Very nice. And that might be the extent of it for a little bit, but... Um but yeah, I'm I'm managing to fit in a little bit. How about you?
0: Um I have been not I I've, I've been kind of in a sewing slump anyway. Um and yeah. and I can get out I can I can start a project and then I can be really, really into that project. But then once I'm done with it, I have trouble starting something new. So, you know, I made my purse, which I love and I'm super Mm -hmm. proud of. And I'm like, I want to sew some more leather, but I don't know exactly what I want to sew yet. So I haven't. And um, that's, that's kind of where I am right now. I'm, I'm, you know, oh, here's something I'm inspired to do. Like right now I'm kind of inspired to do a show apron. Um, And that'll be, that'll be its own thing. Uh, But then after it's over, who knows if I'll actually manage to get anything done. And, you know, um, making soap isn't exhausting, exhausting, but, you know, it takes an hour or two and, and you get really sweaty and, and you, I spend a lot of time waiting. There's, there's a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of waiting steps in the soap making process. And so it's, it, you know, when I'm done with it, I'm kind of just want to do something that I don't have to think about it all, and mm-hmm. you know, sewing is not quite that for me. Sewing does take yeah. some some mental energy that I don't some really have. Yeah, so um, so I haven't been doing very much sewing lately, but um, but I think it's okay because when I want to, I do. It's just mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily
1: always want to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's yeah, it's it's not the sewing part that keeps me from doing it anymore because I'm like I've already got everything set up. I've probably got the right color in the serger, mm-hmm. um, but it's like the thought of getting out a pattern and cutting a bazillion pieces for it and then having to read instructions is just really not my the mode I'm in. Yeah. So I think that more than the actual sewing, like, um, so anyway, so definitely an impact, but it's, it's always there if we need to go back to it or need some items for a trip or for a new season. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's, it's okay for that relationship to change. Yeah,
0: for sure. Especially when it's something that you're doing a lot as part of your business. I mean, the relationship is going to change. Yeah. Absolutely. So
1: well, I thought we would have a lot to um talk about. And and we did. And, we did. and that was good. <laughs> and I still want to have lunch and trade notes and maybe we can do that after we've got a couple more markets under our belt and we can share what we're learning and our goofs. And I had a really great, great goof, actually. Ooh, tell me. I'm going to share this just because I am like really not a salesperson. And it was, I was in my December market and um, it was late. Like the market was about to close for the night. And this woman came up and she was looking through my stuff and she had a dog and I was like loving on her dog. And I stepped away from the booth to, to chat with a friend and, and she said, Hey, you know, I think actually I want to get this shirt. And I was like, are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like not what I meant to say. No. I don't know what I meant to say, but obviously terrible, terrible selling going on. And <laughs> but you know it's awkward. You know when you're when you're talking to someone and you're in that like selling situation. Yep. Who knows what's going to come out of your mouth? Or maybe it's just me. Yeah. Um, just wanted to share that Jim. Do you? Because I really. I really like to laugh at myself as much as possible.
0: Do you know that you've done that both times I bought something from you to me? Well,
1: see, it's different with you That's because <laughs> I'm like, you can sew this. I know um, I can sew it, but I can't sew it like you sew it. I. It's true. I'm I'm like an anti-salesperson. I'm like, do you really need it? I'm terrible. <laughs> Maybe I'll get better. I Hopefully. hope
0: you
1: do. Fingers crossed. That's Put that on your goal list for the next few shows. Don't try to talk someone out of buying something. Yes, yes. I Amanda. haven't got.
0: I haven't gotten to the point yet where I'm capable of upselling. But um, oh god, I don't think I can. I don't think I try to discourage people from buying stuff. So not on my goal list
1: to upsell. Ugh. Like it's it just feels just slimy. slimy. Just try to finish the sale and yeah, yeah. But we'll see. Maybe I've gotten better.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break and then come back and talk about our so inspo.
1: Let's do it.
2: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100%
1: I think I have nothing here because I'm all sewn out. Actually, I'm not all sewn out. I'm um I've prepped for market and I've started cutting out things for the next market. <laughs> which um is new for me. I used to like take a big break and I don't think I have, I can now, but I'm okay with it. Like I've got a lot of energy for it. So it's um it's V neck blouses and skirts and button ups and that's my sew inspo. All right. Well <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for your
0: show inspo since you have a show tomorrow. What oh. are you what are you really looking forward to about the show tomorrow?
1: Hmm Well seeing as it is snowing yes. here in Colorado. It is. Which we confirmed is happening in both of our locations. Yep. Um I'm gonna take some of my cozier items that didn't sell and this winter and take them with me and I'll have some of my vests with me which I'm kind of excited about I thought that by April 15th it would be a bit warmer Mm -hmm. and I would be full-on you know new summer items including a new skirt design that I have um but no I'm taking the cozy stuff and I'm kind of excited about it
0: that's awesome um Yeah, I I think that's, I think that's great because right at this time of year, it's right when the weather's shifting, like it was, it was 80 degrees two days ago here. So, and now it's snowing, uh, that's Colorado for you, but, um, it's the perfect time to be, you know, have your nice linen shirts out and have your, have your, uh, cozy
1: vests too. Yeah, I mean, because you need like your whole wardrobe this time of year. Yes,
0: exactly. I mean, heck, <laughs> I was wearing my pop of neutral shirt two days ago. <laughs> come to Aww, think of it, oh yay! It was warm, and I'm like, here's a, here's my lovely shirt that will make me happy and breezy, and so this is what I will wear today. I know. And then
1: two days later, scarves and hats. Yep, Colorado in the spring is what it mm-hmm. is. Well, what about you, Kate? What is your sew so inspo or show inspo? Uh,
0: I don't, well, actually I'm going to do both. Um, but the one I've already talked about, now that you've talked about a show apron, I'm like, I must have a show mm-hmm. apron. I actually have some cherry print fabric um, left over from a dress I made. And so I have to see if I've got enough of it to make a little show apron. Um, and if not, I will find something else or find, you know, I will find some other fabric and I will embroider on it, or I will—I don't know—I'm going to do something so that I can tuck pens and whatever I need, my phone, totally, my phone in my pocket, um, because my phone is what my card reader attaches to. So there we go, Uh, or not attaches to, but you know, Bluetooths too. Mm -hmm. And then my show inspo um, is—I have decided this a couple of days ago. I need some flair. Um, specifically i need a button that says do not eat the soap which i've already Mm -hmm, designed mm -hmm. and i also need one that says saponification it's what i do because that was a Mm. thing that came up while playing trivial pursuit the other day and it just that's a word saponification is what happens when stuff that's not soap turns into soap and Amazing. Yes, and I got this in a Trivial Pursuit question. It's like, what do you get after saponification? I'm like, soap. And my and everybody except Mark, who knows the word too, kind of looked at me like, well, I know you make soap, so I guess that's how you know that. But I've never heard that word before in my life. Mm-hmm. So now I want one that says saponification. That's what I do.
1: Yes. And does that make you a saponificator? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds wrong. But, it sounds very. I wrong. know it
0: does. It really does. <laughs> that's why I like it. Okay, <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. Saponificator. Yes. Exactly. I have to remember that
1: one. But yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Um, yay, yay. I love it. Yay flair. yay, flair Um, this was a fun episode, and I was thinking about it before we recorded. Like, we got pretty deep into our businesses and. I, but I think there's like, there's, I hope that there's helpful information here too for people who just, you know, don't want to make it a full small business, but there's always that like little show at your kid's school or the holiday, you know, market at the YMCA or, you know, where you can kind of dip your toe into if you want to. And if you don't, totally legitimate and don't do it. But I feel like Um, these are good things to know, even if you, if you want to see if it's for you. Sure. Absolutely. And
0: again, I hope you'll forgive us for doing, uh, two business oriented, um, episodes as close together as we did, but, um, it was only yesterday that we found out that Meg wasn't going to be able to be here and we had to kind of figure out an alternative to what we were going to talk about very quickly. And this is something that both Amanda and I wanted to talk about. So, Um, so I
1: hope you weren't too bored. (laughs) Yeah. It's fascinating Um, to me. I know all these little details that matter so much. Uh, I also wanted to just say thanks again to our Patreon supporters. Um, there are some fun things that are going live on our blog there. Um, there's a bonus episode from Meg and Julian. Oh my gosh. It's so cute. About there. Final preparations uh, before they become parents. Um, and I'm also sharing a little update about my um, my little tra- travel capsule-ish um, project that I'm working on. So good
0: things there. And I'll come up with something to put on that blog sometime soon because I've been falling down on that. But they cut me it's- some slack because I edit the episodes.
1: Yeah, you, you're doing great. Thanks. We're all doing great.
0: Yes, we are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was a fun episode. That Thanks was a great chatting, episode.
0: Kate. I love talking business with you, Amanda. It's so much fun. Yes. yes. For me, and thank you, our listeners, everyone who made it this far. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Indeed. Let's sew. Let's sew. Here We Sew Again is produced by Amanda Carestio, Meg Healy, and me, Kate Zeinard. Find us on Instagram at Here We Sew Again Pod or email us at Here We Sew Again Pod at gmail.com. Our show website is slash here we sew again. Thanks for listening, and now it's sew time.